You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us. Our next guest is Marsha Martino, Executive Director of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Marsha, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Well, thank you. It's very good to have you with us. If you would, just tell our listeners a little background into National Alliance on Mental Illness, how it all began, what was the inspiration, and give us an idea of some of the services and programs that you provide. Well, absolutely. Uh, NAMI was started by uh, family members uh, of people living with mental illness. Uh, we don't provide clinical services, but it, we provide education, support, and advocacy. So the NAMI in Palm Beach County uh, began in 1983. And uh, so the kinds of services that we have, we uh, have support groups for people living with mental illness, but we also have support groups for family members of, uh, who have a loved one with a mental illness. We have uh, classes, uh, educational programs for people living with mental illness, but also for family members. And then we do advocacy, trying to uh, improve the, the lives of those living with mental illness and improve access to the appropriate services. We don't provide clinical services, but we do uh, help people find clinical services. You mentioned family members a couple of times, and uh, that's very important. I think uh, sometimes all the attention uh, goes on uh, the individual who uh, has the mental illness, and rightfully so, but uh, family members are also affected in a number of ways, uh, not the least of which is just how to respond to a family member or loved one with a mental illness, how how to make sure you don't say the wrong things when there's a confrontation. You, You find that to be true? Absolutely. Uh, as a family member, we are the long-term support for our loved ones. And teaching family members how to interact, how to be the best support for someone uh, with a mental health condition is, is just uh, uh, immeasurable. And family members go through a lot. We have many family members who have post-traumatic stress disorder from just dealing with the issues with their loved one. Uh, and we can get people into treatment or into acute care, but ultimately they go home. And who's going to be their support? We're talking about chronic conditions. So uh, even at best, someone who's stable uh, very likely can have some incidents that they may have to deal with throughout their life. And having uh, understanding family members is is really critical. So we look at family members as um as people who are the long-term support and building their skill set to be good support for people is really critical. And then, again, looking at the family member and, and what they're experiencing. Uh, it's uh, um, not a group that is typically um, served family mm-hmm. members. Yeah. So uh, our family support group is really important to a lot of people to just – be together with other people who understand what they're going through. And being able to, to know the right things to say and do, I would imagine, uh, helps to decrease uh, the frustration level uh, and, and maybe sometimes helps to avoid uh, elevating a situation. Absolutely. Uh, one big thing that we try to do is, is prevent hospitalization, to really try to get community-based services, get them early. Uh, people have better recovery when they... Uh, get help early. Um, hospitalization absolutely is necessary sometimes, but it also is very often traumatic for that individual and their family, especially 
an involuntary hospitalization. Just that whole process is is pretty uh, pretty tra- traumatic for for many people. Uh, you've talked about advocacy a couple of times, and that's also very important. Um, it covers a wide range of of uh, situations, however. Um, give us an idea of some of the issues uh, families with mental illness issues uh, face that would require advocacy. Absolutely. Well, right off the bat, <laughs> there is uh, uh, calling for help. Uh, when a family member needs help, what do they do? I mean, what can you do? You can call 911 and have the police dispatched to your house. Um, police are not trained, uh, or they may have. Some some police have CIT training, but that's a 40-hour training. They are not highly skilled in dealing with someone with a serious mental illness. So family members are very reluctant to call police uh, for help. Um, so when someone, when a family member is in a crisis, what do you do? Uh, there is a national um, effort, uh, a um, legislation was passed led, uh, nationally that there's going to be a, a hotline, 988, that will go into effect next July, July 2022. And so people will be able to call 988 instead of 911, and 988 will be a behavioral health hotline. So a family member that's dealing with a loved one who has a mental illness or uh, an addiction issue will be able to call 988, which is great. But then the next step is who's going to respond to it, who's going to answer the phone, and who's going to respond. So uh, those are uh, kind of big questions that are still out there. And we are advocating uh, for the funding of and construction of systems that can uh, adequately uh, respond to an emergency. So that's, that is one initiative that we're really uh, focusing on this year. We're also focusing on mental health parity to have um, parity and uh, um, funding mm-hmm. for um, insurance uh, funding for people with behavioral health issues that's comparable to the funding for people with medical issues. And let's talk about funding. We know from talking to our friends in the nonprofit world and the 5013C3s uh, and the charitable organizations that funding, of course, is, is makes everything possible. Uh, and how do you get your funding and how can folks support all the great work that you're doing? Most of our funding, well, uh, we get funding through uh, through some grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them one-year grants, but we sometimes can get a, um, extended grants. Uh, but we also have uh, two big fundraisers every year, and one of them coming up uh, on November 6th is our walk. We have a NAMI walk, um, and that is a big fundraiser for us. And then we have a, a luncheon in December that is a fundraiser for us. Uh, we also have private donations and, um, you know, grants. We get some um, some county funding. So it's it's really, uh, as most nonprofits, um, piecemeal mm-hmm. put together right. every year. It's a different <laughs> different answer to that question every year. Right. Well, tell us about the the Nambi Walk because uh, I'm sure we have some folks listening who'd like to be able to participate and show their support for all you're doing. Right. The date, the time, and uh, the location. Uh, the NAMI walk is um, November 6th. It's at John Prince Park. Um, it starts at 8.30 in the morning. 
But if someone wants to get involved and help us with fundraising, they can go to um, uh, our website, namipbc.org, and there'll be a link to the NAMI Walk website. And someone could join a team. Uh, I'll put a plug for my team, which is NAMI Family and Friends, but there are other teams that someone could join, or they could just be an individual walker. And um, it's set up to be very easy. As a matter of fact, it feeds right over to, to Facebook fundraising. So uh, it's, that's an important fundraiser for us every year. It's unrestricted money, so we can use it for you know, any of our services. And let's talk about volunteers, uh, because we talk a lot here on South Florida Sunday about what I like to call the donation of time, talent, and treasures. Uh, are you looking for volunteers uh, throughout the year? And, and, and are you looking for someone with uh, a particular skill set? Well, volunteers for the walk, we do need volunteers for that. There's a lot of work that goes into mm-hmm. setting up in the day of a walk. Uh, throughout the year, uh, our NAMI programs and services are all delivered by either someone with a mental health condition or a family member. So if someone has a mental health condition and they're you know, living stably, they, uh, they want to volunteer and help others, uh, they can contact us and, and get involved, and uh, we do train people to become group leaders or, or instructors, and the same for family members. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't look for clinical people. Sometimes people call and want to volunteer clinical time. That's just not what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a sort of a, a, a service that's different from others, not clinical. We, you know, if you have a condition, whether it's physical or uh, psychiatric, people often want to talk to someone who's faced those similar challenges, and that, that is what we do. Right. So unless you face those challenges as a family or or someone with a condition, that kind of doesn't fit into our model. But we're you know the the you, having volunteers help with the walk is important to us. Got it. Well, we want to urge everyone who is listening to our conversation this morning to support all the great work that you're doing at NAMI, uh, whether it be with a, a donation uh, or uh, volunteering to. Uh, help with this uh, NAMI walk or even getting a team together and uh, participating. Uh, we just want folks to be able to keep uh, help you keep doing all the great work that you are doing. And before we let you go, we'd like you to give out that contact information one more time. Uh, our, our office number is uh, 561-588-3477. And our website is NAMI PBC, as in Palm Beach County, NAMIPBC.org. And I love the comment you made about putting a team together. We have businesses that put teams together, and it's a a great sort of team builder for a business. Excellent. Yeah, well, we want folks to do that and go to the website and get more information and get that team together. Uh, As you mentioned, a great corporate team-building thing to do. And we want to thank you, Marsha Martino, Executive Director of National Alliance on Mental Illness, for all you're doing to help folks and families who are uh, working their way through mental illness issues, and we urge them to support you in any way they can. And we want to thank you for being our guest today on South Florida Sunday. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, My Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.